What is good, guys? It is your boy, Caleb, back on the Malaga Drive Hoops betting channel again to break down another NBA slate. I hope you guys had a great Tuesday. It is it is Wednesday. It is a hump day, and we got the last two days of NBA basketball, regular season basketball, before the All-Star game comes, and we get, uh, for those of, you, those of you that don't know, we're going to have Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday off, so five straight days without basketball. A little break for those who... Um, you know, who am I kidding? I don't need a break from it. I want it every day. I want it all 365 days a year. But anyways, the point being, we need to finish strong. And so let's recap yesterday. We go two and one. Um, now up a unit on the week. We cash, um, we cash Suns plus two. It was a little scary there for a second because the book got tossed. Um, again, I'm always of the state of mind that, they pro I, I don't know I, I just assume in those situations that D book is being really really disrespectful with with what he's saying because if he's not it doesn't make sense at all in any world to kick these guys out of the game these guys are the product I'm not saying that the referees don't have lives but people are not there to watch the referees blow whistles or all this and all that so if you blow a call and someone comes at you, suck it up. Maybe give them a T. Do not kick them out of the basketball game because you're sensitive. And again, there are some lines I'm sure that you can't cross. And that's fair. If, if a guy's being blatantly disrespectful over and over and over and over again, sure. But to kick someone out because you don't like the way they toss you the ball, like, Get the fuck over yourself, bro. We're trying to watch the best hoopers in the world hoop. Anyways, I got a little carried away there. And that's frustrating. And again, I don't know. Maybe D-Book is saying something under the table that's very disrespectful. But we've seen it with JJ Redick already. And it's like, dude, they're just tossing you the ball back. Like, just, it's not that big of a deal. Um, we're all human. All right, anyways, cash that, plus two. Cash this, uh, Spurs, plus two. Fairly swept free. Take our one L on the Clippers minus four. That's really frustrating, and that's honestly just life in the NBA. So for those of you that don't know, about five seconds before the game tips off, uh, Kawhi Leonard gets – they don't even say he's ruled out. They say Reggie Jackson's starting. Kawhi Leonard not ruled out. And then he gets ruled out at the end of the first quarter. And it's just like, well, that completely changes the whole bet. Like, I'm not betting a minus four if Kawhi is out. And they actually hung in there. Um, they were up heading into the fourth just couldn't get it done i feel very very confident they would have been able to get the job done without quite but nonetheless i wasn't able to buy out so if i play it it goes on the record and so we go two and one all right let's jump into today because we have a very very loaded slate um and i've got already three plays locked in but it's a huge slate so we gotta fly through this thing and some games i will not give as much mind to all right first game of the day atlanta hawks and the orlando magic i'm staying away here i don't know enough about the Hawks. We've got a completely different team. And I will say, um, if if you are someone who bets the NBA consistently, this is a fun little spot with the Hawks. And I'm going to try my best. But I haven't watched a lot of Hawks basketball, right? But anytime you have a new coach, and you kind of see it with the Timberwolves, anytime you have a new coach, you watch these first couple games, and you can take, take away key differences from what this coach does and the old coach does. And a lot of times there's some lag in the way that team is priced just because you have a whole season of basically the same players with a different coach and different philosophy. So you get a new coach with a different philosophy 
you can definitely find some value in those first couple games. So I would say I haven't yet, but I have not been able to get any sort of read on this Hawks team at all. So I've, I've, I remember I, I bet them twice earlier in the year. They bit me, and I'm like, I don't think I can go back to you for a really long time. And so now they got a new coach. I'm staying away here. They are a more talented team than the Magic, but we've seen the Magic time after time after time in spots after they've lost a ton of games in a row at home outperform their talent level and the talent level is not good but uh this is a game they could easily win it just remains to be seen what nate mcmillan's uh impact is on this atlanta hawks team um and we'll find out we will absolutely find out but i will not be playing this game next game super boring game pacers and Cavs. uh sabonis is questionable mcdermott's questionable and lamb's questionable so i don't really know Cavs are at home i will say this Cavs looked awful for a super long stretch right that basically the whole month of february consisted of the Cavs getting bent over every night and that's not really an exaggeration and then all of a sudden at the end of february they figured it out they beat in the last week they beat the hawks at home by one they beat the rockets who are the god-awful worst team in the league maybe the worst team we've seen in quite some time um then they go then they so it's like all right two whatever wins and then they go into Philly, and granted, they don't have Tobias, but Ben Simmons was playing, Joel Embiid was playing. They go into Philly and go beat them in overtime, and then they beat the Rockets again. So now you're, you're sitting at 4-0, and I'm somewhat impressed because of that Philly win. And just in general, winning an NBA basketball game is hard. So winning four in a row is, is something that you have to respect, regardless of, of maybe who the opponents were. That being said, we just have a hugely, largely massive sample size of the Cavs being really, really bad. Um, and that's starting on the defensive side of things. So um, it's a good spot for the Pacers in terms of, okay, well, we've lost one, two, three. They've lost four in a row and Cavs have won four in a row. And I think... Uh, a lot of people, you know, nature, human nature points to, okay, Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, they're the better, they're one four in a row. Pacers are having. The Pacers are a better team regardless of recent streak. Um, and it just makes the Pacers that much more likely uh, to turn it around because when you've lost four straight, you're, you're a little bit more hungry. I will say though, Sabonis is a huge way, uh, is a huge piece and very, very important to this game. Uh, I just don't think there's any way you can bet on this game without knowing the status of Sabonis. So um, that wraps it up for that game. Um, I like the Pacers if Sabonis suits up, but if Sabonis suits up, it's going to move back up to six, six and a half. Um, and I, I, well, I think the Pacers definitely are the better team. It's it's tough to say that it's six points with the way the two teams are playing right now. Although Cavs, again, very one and a half month sample size of them being very, very bad. One week stretch of them being pretty okay. So either way, laying off. All right, next game, the Utah Jazz and the Philadelphia 76ers. Man, this is going to be a fun-ass game. And there's so many different angles that you can look at this game. I originally, when I got to the card, I was like, dude, I want to hit the Jazz. I really want to hit the Jazz. They're, that's the shortest favorite you've seen from them in a while. Hit it. Um, and then I stepped back. And, and again, I've already lost on them twice now. And so th- they're showing to be a little bit more... A little less invincible, right? And we knew it's a long season. They're never going to just win 40 straight games by double digits. Um, But they've just shown, I mean, in two straight games against the Pelicans in heat, neither of which, they're both solid teams, but neither of which are elite at this point. Um, They're beatable. They're beatable. So then I look back and I look at the Sixers, and a lot of times 
a lot of their losses come in letdown spots, right? They, they lose to the Cavs. They, they've lost many games this year that they should have won, and they just didn't come ready to go. And anytime they play someone up, they generally show up. And that's not always, but they generally, they show up. And, and you go through February, they have a, a, a home win against Brooklyn, they have a home win. Uh, a, okay, home win against Brooklyn. Then in January, they beat the Lakers at home. They beat the Celtics twice at home. They beat the Heat twice at home. Um, they generally get up for these bigger games. So I think if if this were a pick 'em, I think I'd still like the Jazz here. But at three and a half now. You're, you're not necessarily covered if the Jazz win a close, grinded-out one, like where, where it's coming down to the last possession. Um, and I don't know that I can bet on the Jazz to, to do anything more than that at this point, right? We're, we're betting for the most probable outcome. And, and I can very easily see a, a scenario in which the Jazz win this by two or three. Um, and I could very easily see a scenario in which the Sixers win this game. I think... Matchups wise, again, you don't, you don't go to you don't I don't think factor matchups too deeply into the line because these coaches have made adjustments. They they you know it's a long game, right? But I will say Rudy's not at his best when he's guarding guys in the post one on one, right? His value comes as a absolute rim protector. Like really, any guard can get beat on the perimeter, and you're most likely fine with Rudy down there. But what he's not is this one-on-one locked up. Like, he has problems with Jokic for that very reason. And um, I could even see a scenario in which he gets in foul trouble. So I, I'm just saying I don't love the matchup for the Utah Jazz here either. They give up a lot of threes. Um, they, they, they Actually, I'm sorry. They give up a lot of points in the paint. Um, and they generally take away the three-point line, but the Sixers don't really shoot from the three-point line. So um, I, I I think this is a fair price. I do. First glance, I was like, okay, I, I really like the Jazz, but after after digging into it a little deeper, I think it is a fair price. All right, next game, Brooklyn Nets, and we're getting to our plays very, very soon. With the Brooklyn Nets and the Houston Rockets, um, Brooklyn is a 10-point favorite, and this killed me because yesterday, I always am looking on Action Network, even like, for tomorrow, I'll be looking at it at like 2, 3 o'clock today, just waiting to see what the lines come out to be because I make my lines before to see where, where I feel like the most value is holding. Um, regardless, Action Network came out at 6 with this. And so I was like waiting on my book, like, please give me 6, please give me 6, please give me 6. And I have to set my alarm early in the morning just to make sure I'm getting the freshest line. I'm like first in line to that to that line and when i got up it was nine and a half and i think that's about where i would put it the the difference between these two teams and how they're playing is astronomical like this line could be damn near 15 and a half with with the way these two teams are playing but you've got to think at some point the rockets you they they regress positively in some way they have not shot the ball at all in like five six games and it's like holy shit, like, what is going on here? Like, they, they went four for, like, 45 from three against the Grizzlies uh, two games ago. Like, it, it has been really, really rough. And on the other hand, the Nets are scoring with absolute ease. James Harden has been an absolute joy to watch this year. Um, and you, you're realizing more and more, 
the, the system wasn't ran in Houston because that's what he wanted it to be. The system was ran the way it was because that's how Houston felt like that's what they felt gave them the best chance to win. And, and I don't even hate that. I don't agree with the style of play, but generally how you win basketball games is taking better shots than the other team. The team that takes better shots generally wins the game. And for the Rockets, what was better than your best player getting a shot? But anyways, he's playing as a point guard this year and it's beautiful. He's, he's got a, he still can score with ease. He can still, he's such a great facilitator. and, And I think he's, there, there's a clear tier with um, the superstars in this league, and it's it's small. And I'm talking the elite of the elite, and it's LeBron James, it's Kevin Durant, it's Ka- Kawhi Leonard, it's Steph Curry, and I, I think James Harden and, and Anthony Davis, and I think James Harden is right there. I, 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 he's there. He's there. He's there with the way he's playing right now. Anyways, I really wanted minus six and a half at 10 i'm gonna stay away and the reason being here is it's the ultimate motivation spot again and again you can't over you can't overvalue that you can't just because it's that beautiful spot and for those of you that don't know it's a beautiful motivation spot because every guy on this rockets team besides victor oladipo had to quote deal with james harden earlier in the year when he didn't want to be there and it it was just a tough situation right like James didn't want to be there the Rockets were never going to deal him unless he threw a fit and there were some casualties involved right it it comes across as disrespectful to your teammates because it is disrespectful but ultimately that's the only path to him getting moved and so um and I and I think also there's got to be some people there that now understand that um but for the guys that are passionate, like John Wall, Jason Tate, Daniel, you know, just different guys, um, they they can kind of use that. I feel like mentally uh, as a way to get fuel and energy for this game. And, and again, you got you just gotta think it's gonna turn one of these days. Like a professional team can't continue to shoot this poorly, but they might, they might. Um, but at the end of the day, at ten. I mean, again, you could see the Nets up 15, 16, deep, deep into the fourth. And then it's just game becomes whatever. So I don't know. I'm going to stay away. If this was not like the, the best revenge spot ever, I wouldn't hit it. But it is. So so be it. All right. Last couple games. And I, I have not even gotten to one of my plays yet. This is the first one that I'm getting to. That is the Chicago Bulls and the New Orleans Pelicans. And I'm really excited about this one. I I have the Bulls plus six. It's five and a half. I take it down to five probably. Um, And there are a couple reasons why I like this one. First things first. The Pelicans are playing really good basketball. And I I don't know if you guys know, but I've been betting on them and, and even against them a lot lately. In their last game, I bet against them against the Jazz. They got a win. Watch the whole game. Um... Two games before that, they played the Bucks in Milwaukee. I bet on them to cover. They did. Uh, the game before that, I bet on them to cover against Boston. They did. The game before that, I bet on them to lose against the Suns, and they did. So my point being here is I, I feel like I have a pretty good read on the Pelicans. And what that is is a very, very talented team that's slowly but surely starting to figure it out. But that doesn't defend. That doesn't play well as a, as a favorite. They play better in the underdog type of role. And... Because that, because they can't defend, 
it puts a lot of pressure on Brandon Ingram, Alonzo Ball, and Zion Williamson to score every night. So are they a good team? Yes, I would say a good team. And they're, they, they are vibing right now. They can be a playoff team. But are they an elite team? No. Meanwhile, you have the Chicago Bulls. They're coming off a game in which they lost to the Denver Nuggets. And I watched, rewatched, and went back and watched that game. And there was absolutely no fight in them. They were down 20, I think, at one point in the first half. And you could ne- just never got the sense they were out of it. it. You just, the whole time you just felt, all right, eventually things are going to turn. I don't know if they're going to get it all the way back down. But they're going to go on a run at some point. And they did. And they actually had a one-point lead late. And they, they let it slip, and the, and the Nuggets get that win. But I think you go through the press conference, and, and you see all of them on the same page of, like, this is really, really frustrating. We've given up. We've, we've lost a lot of games this year that we shouldn't have lost, that we have got to close. And so, one, I see the locked-in focusness, that focused version of a team that I want to see off of a loss. And, two, they have absolutely all year thrived in two spots that they're in today. The first being a road underdog. A road underdog. And who would have guessed? The the best three teams are the Suns, the Spurs, and the Bulls. The Bulls are 9-2 as road underdogs today. And this year. And and there really is something to that. You just see them play with a different energy. um, And they just come together on the road. And I've seen it time and time again. So I'll take them there. They're also the second best team in the league against the spread after a loss they're 11 and 5 after a loss against the spread and on the other end of that the pelicans are 2 and 8 as a home favorite they just don't play well as a favorite so this is a spot that i i love and then you're getting five and a half six points you're not getting a you're covered for the, the close game if this is a close game you're covering most likely and if and you're also covered if the pelicans are up eight nine with two three minutes left the Bulls have shown so many times just their ability to come back and, and keep themselves in games, and we saw that. So you're getting a focus team, um, and, and we just haven't seen the Pelicans smash teams at home that they're better than. It just doesn't happen as often as it should. So I'm hitting the Bulls here. Um, they've got a good vibe around them, Billy Donovan. The, the new basketball director who came over from the Nuggets. I'm not even going to try and pronounce his name. But they, they've got a good vibe to them right now. Um, they've just off one loss. I, I like them getting the points. I, I think I think this could go down. I think this will go down to the wire. And the Pelicans could easily win this. Um, but I like, I really like the Bulls getting these extra points here today. They're playing good basketball. Um, they're off a loss. And they're in a spot that they've been very, very profitable in all year long. All right. Next game, what do we got going on? We've got the uh, Charlotte Hornets and the Minnesota Timberwolves. I hit this money line at minus 125. Um, I think it's now sitting at minus 150, which is tough. I probably wouldn't hit this in, up, up until minus 145, I think, is where I draw the line. It's at minus three now, so I uh, don't like that anymore. But let me tell you why I like the Hornets. I don't hate minus three. And if you just want to parlay the Hornets with your favorite team that you feels like has the best chance to win, you can go ahead and do that too. Um, but for me right now, you, you've seen um, Chris Finch has come on, come in, and, and I don't have a great read, but it doesn't sound like things are going super amazing. And, and it's a hard thing to do. You, you're coming in from another organization 
halfway through the year and just on the fly. Like, that's a almost laughable situation. So it doesn't shock me that they haven't won since he's there. But the defense has been really piss poor. Um, and Malik Beasley being out just just hurts this team, plain and simple. Um, he's been out now for, for two game for three games, and they've lost by 16 at the, at the Wizards, and then they lost by 19 to the Phoenix Suns. So, um, sorry, pardon me, only two games. But Malik Beasley was just a huge part because outside of Cat and Ant, and even Ant, man, there's just going to be some days that he's not good. Like, he's a rookie, he's a kid. Like, he's going to have some great days. But when Ant's your second most reliable scorer, you're just going to have issues. Carl Anthony Towns is not even at the peak version of himself right now. So you have a team, a coach taking over a new team that's not super talented ricky rubio said after the game the other day like it doesn't feel like we're building towards anything and that's just a not something you want to hear from a team a a guy on a team so um i'll take the hornets here they should be getting gordon hayward back uh they might be getting cody zeller back lamello's in his bag right now terry's hasn't been as aggressive but terry's good to go miles bridges is good to go pj washington's playing really well it's just a much more talented team a team that's playing very hard together um they should be able to get the dub here in minnesota um i'm really not worried about it yeah i got a minus 125 and and i feel like they, they win this game vast majority of the time all right Next game, Oklahoma City Thunder, Dallas Mavericks. I've talked about it many times. I don't have any sort of read on the Thunder. Sometimes they're great. Sometimes they're not. Luka is out. Don't have a great read on this Mavericks team without Luka. Um, Haven't seen it very often. And so for that reason, I'm completely staying away. I will say, if I was making this line without Luka, I would have the Mavs as probably two and a half, three and a half point favorites. Four, not bad with a fully healthy Thunder team off two days rest, off a blowout to the Nuggets. That's all I'm going to say. All right. Next game, uh, I do have a play on. It is the Lakers and the Kings. I have the Lakers team total over 110.5. I just think this is a big overreaction to no LeBron, um, and I understand he's a huge part of this team, uh, but the Kings have a, his, a historically bad defense. Like, not joking, this is one of the worst defenses we've ever seen. I'm just going to read you their games in February. Um, and tell you how many games, how many points they gave up in each game. Ready? From the top. And remember, they started off February really hot. They gave up 109 points, then 111 points, then 114 points, then 110 points, and then this is where it gets bad. All right. 119 points, 123 points, 124 points, 136 points, 118 points, 122 points, 128 points, 127 points, 140 points, 107, woo, 107, that was against the Detroit Pistons, and then 127 points. So they haven't given up less than, since they're in their losing streak, the lowest they've given up in a, in a loss is 119. And... For me, the Lakers still have plenty of scores. They're going to be pissed off after a loss. They, you, you just are getting the most focused version of, of this team after a loss. You have Dennis Schroeder as a creator. You still have Taylor Horton Tucker as a shooter. You have Montrezl Harrell as a role man. You have shooters in Contavious Caldwell Pope in uh, Wesley Matthews. Um, it, it's not a sexy team. And you're hoping Kuzma's in, right? It's not a sexy team by any means. It's not a great offense by any means. But you don't need to be to score 110 points against the Sacramento team, Kings team. You just don't. They bleed points. They play at a fast pace. This is low because of no LeBron. 
and the Lakers play at a decently low pace. I, I mean, the 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 Kings haven't guarded anyone. You're you're now getting a, you're you're giving a motivated Lakers team that not only is motivated off a loss, but it's like this is our time to, to step up without Braun and AD. Like they are gonna do so much carrying down the stretch. Let's let's do our job right here and and, and grind out a win against a really bad Kings team right now. So. Uh, give me the over one ten and a half. I like three and a half as well. Um, hopefully, it, it'll be very. It, it honestly will be really big. Um, the Kuzma news, but uh, hope hoping we can get him in today. He was a late scratch yesterday. I think he understands the opportunity at hand without Braun. Um, so I'll, I'll, give me the Lakers plus one, uh, not plus one. Team total one ten and a half, um, and three and a half if you want it. All right, those are my three plays. I got. Uh, we'll talk about the write-in game real quick, the Pistons and Raptors. Uh, Raptors are six-point favorites. I got no no clue, right? Everyone's missing. Uh, the Pistons are, are going to be with, maybe without Jeremy Grant. I think the Raptors, the only normal guy, like rotation players there are Norm Powell and Kyle Lowry. I think Van Vliet, uh, OG, Pascal are out. So I got no clue. We're, not, we're seeing a version of both teams that we have not seen ever in a real, or maybe in a really long time. So I'll pass. Um, Warriors Blazers up. This is going to be so fun. I can't wait. I wish I had more of a lean on this game, but I can't force it. I'd make the Warriors minus an, uh, one, one and a half, two, maybe, and that's where it's been. Um, you look back, the Warriors have been playing better recently than the, the Blazers. Blazers, before their last win against a really tired Hornets team, had lost four straight. But all of those teams were pretty decent. Um, and meanwhile, the, the Warriors have been um, taking care of business on the road and on a stretch uh, on a road stretch after they lost to the Magic and Hornets. They beat the Knicks, who have been really red hot in New York. They beat the Pacers, who have been not great, but in Indiana. And then they just beat the Hornets, too. They're coming off a loss. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, it can go either way. I'll, I'll, I'll take the Warriors here. Uh, could be some bias showing, but I, I do like the Warriors here. Um, but not enough to play. So, again, three plays. Bulls plus five and oh, sorry, Bulls plus six. You guys know why I love it. They've been great in these spots all year long. The Pelicans have been really bad in, in home favorite spots all year long, um, and uh, they're they're gonna want to get right. Hornets money line minus one twenty five. They're just quite simply a much better team than the T Wolves right now. The T Wolves have a ton of things to figure out. And lastly, Lakers team total over one ten and a half, getting a historically bad defense against it fired up motivated team that wants to prove lebron and ad hey we can help you out we got you take your time relax we got you anyways appreciate you all for tu- appreciate you all for tuning in uh enjoy these last two days of hoop enjoy your week enjoy your day and i will be back again tomorrow love you all peace